This is iFanboy Special Edition Iron Fist. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they fought with expert timing. There were funky China men from funky Chinatown. They were chopping them up. They were chopping them down. It's an ancient Hello, welcome to the special edition of Life Fanboy. I'm Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with Ron Richards. It's the podcast you never thought you'd hear. And we're finally talking about Iron Fist. It only took us three months to watch it. It came out on March 17th, and it is the end of May, beginning of June when you get this. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, sometimes this stuff drops at the worst possible time. And every, yeah. <laughs> not everyone has 13 hours to waste in the first 24 hours of release. Right, and listen, I'm not complaining, but I had two weddings in April. I had pet emergencies, and there was a lot going on in April that you guys don't even know about. And you had 30 hours of Twin Peaks to watch. Exactly, and and, and honestly, the Twin Peaks did really affect it, which, <laughs> in, retros- in retrospect, I wish I had more Twin Peaks to watch than this garbage, but still, anyway. <laughs> right, so we're talking Iron Fist. Iron Fist is the final solo series put out by Netflix under the original deal. They've added Punisher since then, but... This is the final one leading up to Defenders, which is actually quite soon now. Yes. It's, in two, it's in two months. Which, by the way, I'm much, I'm much more enthusiastic about Defenders than I was about this one. So just, I'm just saying. Yeah, we'll, it was a team we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into so that. So when, when Daredevil and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and Iron Fist get together, that'll happen in two months. And we will talk to you about it hopefully sooner than it took to do this because it's only eight episodes. Which finally they listened to a goddamn podcast and listened to us and listened to our, uh, our advice because I, I still firmly stand 13 episodes too much. Yeah, I'm definitely sure it was our advice and not budgetary concerns for having all those actors in all those episodes. Absolutely. Well, I wonder how much of the deal, you talked about the original deal. I wonder how much of it was to do 13 episodes and they real, you know, maybe they realized halfway. I don't know. I'm I'm putting far too much value on our feedback, but I still firmly stand that 13 episodes on Daredevil, Daredevil season two, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and now Iron Fist is too long. It's a lot of episodes. So. This is the story of Danny Rand and his return. And uh, what was interesting about this was before watching it, the buzz was that this was the worst thing ever put on television. Yeah. And uh, I think that's overblown. I do. I will agree with that. I will agree with that. But it did affect my desire to watch it, though. I think that's a product of a lot of the current internet critique culture, which something is either the best thing or the worst thing. And I think what this just is, is just a really boring thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've certainly seen worse TV shows. This is not the worst yeah. thing I've ever seen on TV. It just was really boring and kind of shockingly so. I didn't keep a running tally, but it felt like to me 50 or 60% of the show was dedicated to the corporate machinations of Rand Corporation, which I didn't care one I was like, why are we still in boardrooms? Which is funny. So I absolutely agree with you on the boring content. I, I think that the Rand stuff was overblown, and I also felt like maybe 40% of it was um, – what's his name? Who played Danny Rand? Finn. Finn what's his name? Uh, yeah. Finn Jones. 40% of the show was him going, I'm Danny Rand. <laughs> like I'm like like it like again, and I feel like this is the third. The, the I feel like there's a there's a nugget of a good show in there. Yes, and somewhere they lost their their way. And I agree with you that the criticism was overblown. It wasn't awful. It was just very middling. And I think that there was also some key misfires, particularly 
maybe in the casting of Danny Rand because I didn't find Finn Jones particularly – I don't think whether he's a bad actor or a good actor, but I didn't particularly – connect with him i understand i have an unnatural uh crush on mike coulter (laughs) but i didn't connect with him as much as i connected with charlie cox luke cage or jessica jones or even uh charlie cox who who i also love charlie cox is amazing but um i think i I got i got got so choked up just thinking about it i I liked him in certain situations yeah i thought he could be charming and funny but I didn't yes, buy yeah. him as someone who was a badass martial artist, and neither did the show because most of the martial arts took place in wide shots or in dark shadows. Well, okay, so I, I wasn't I wasn't alone. Like I don't I know nothing about kung fu. I know nothing yeah. about martial arts. I'm not one of those people. I'm not a big Bruce Lee fan. I didn't watch it, but all of them. Like I was like, all right, I'm gonna see some badass fighting in this. And it was either really tight close up shots or really far away. And every time I got a good look at the action, it felt wrong. Yeah. Or just not good, right? Like it was—I don't know why. Something was missing. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, I think you, if you had taken these thirteen episodes, you could have gotten a really interesting five hours out of it. Yeah. If you took all of this footage, let's break down what the show was. The show yeah. was the return of Danny Rand and just like the you know coming back from Kunlun and and all that, which went on for an eternity. Then it was Danny Rand discovers the hand is infiltrated his, his cor- Rand Corporation and he tries to stop it, which went on for an eternity. And then the show is so long that th- there was no antagonist. You know, at least yeah, in yeah, Luke, yeah. at least in Luke Luke Cage, we had um uh you know Cottonmouth, and then we had Barracuda, whatever his name was. You know, the the, the snake. Um, what was his name? I don't even remember. I don't. You know what I that mean. That was the worst part of Luke Cage. Yeah, exactly. And then and, and Jessica Jones set the bar super high with Jessica with um right. with da- David Tennant, yeah. right? And even and even Daredevil the meandered, King but you. Kingpin was great in season one. I was going to say season two meandered a little bit in terms of who the villain was, but you had Electra and you had the hand and all this stuff. This was, we think that the villain is an old Chinese lady, but oh no, in fact, they, like they, they kept on introducing threats. And, yeah. and I think my, my biggest complaint about this is nothing stuck. You know, everything yeah. felt very slippery. You know? The other shows had mini arcs within the 13 episodes but they always had some sort of overarching story happening this one i I don't know what the overarching story was other than danny coming back into civilization yeah and i don't know if i ever really understood before how really close danny rand is to oliver queen yes you're right yeah at least in this in this iteration too yeah Yeah, and well it's interesting you know the the one thing that was interesting at first was he's back like it wasn't like they started with the plane crash and we watched him grow up. He was like, he's back and he's already basically Iron Fist, although he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and then we learned in flashbacks how he got to be, which was very similar to the Arrow format. So yeah. that, the fact that he's blonde and he wears green or supposed to wear green was only reinforcing the idea that this was, oh, right, this is like really close to Green Arrow. And I never realized that before. Yeah. What's funny about this is that like, so I think that I've complained about these shows for leaning on flashbacks too much. Right. And I actually think this – it's like they, they – I, I don't think they listen to us. But it's like <laughs> someone listened to us and and tried to take our advice but went too far. You know, like – so like I did – we didn't have enough flashbacks. The only flashbacks yeah. we had were of the plane crash. I would have liked to see them in Kunlun. That was the more interesting stuff I thought was – Yeah, the, exactly. Like, like give me an episode of training. Give me an episode of that, right? That sort of thing, right? We got a little bit with Davos when he showed up. That was a little it. bit, but not enough. Like yeah. I got excited when Davos showed up, but then, but that turn happened way too quickly and all that sort of stuff. But then, you know, then it really got tight. I mean, I, I almost feel like this could be called, uh, you know, a night with the Meachams. 
It just, right? it, it just, I don't understand. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of time with contract negotiations and exit clauses yes. and yep. golden and cri- parachutes. Crisis, and crisis management, board golden meetings. parachutes. Yeah, and exactly. it was like, I was just like, again, we're in the boardroom. Like, Joy yeah. Meacham, who's Jessica Straub, she was in 90210, the, re- the reboot. Which I realized that like episode three or four, I was like, Silver! <laughs> <laughs> David Wenham, who was in Lord of the Rings, who still has that voice, yep. who was the father, who was supposed to be dead but wasn't dead. And, just, and then Ward Meacham, the bad son, who maybe wasn't well, bad but then was bad. I, just, I didn't end up caring about any of them. I want to I want to talk about Ward Meacham because okay so, so what happens is is that oh, there's so much here so Joy Meacham and Ward Meacham are the children of Harold Meacham who is best friends with D- Danny Rand's father and they ran Rand Corporation together right yep. and they grew up with Danny and we got a little flashback in the beginning of young Ward being mean to Danny right and you get a, they settled this up and I started the first four or five episodes and I Tom Pelfrey is Ward Meacham I hated this guy yeah. I hated him and then somewhere along the way i found myself and i don't know if this speaks to how not good the show is or what but by like episode eight or nine i found myself going i'll go back to ward i want to see more (laughs) ward like like just the 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 stumbling idiot through new york city of ward beecham became i i I became much more in like entertained by this guy and by the end of it i was like oh ward's awesome like i (laughs) actually redeemed him for me but like at one point he's doing heroin like it just just made and just like the callousness and just like the the boardroom and the looks that this guy gave i looked him up and he has a he was nominated for multiple emmys uh, by being on soap operas which makes oh, sense, yeah. right? Yeah, like he was on, uh, I think, One Life to Live and stuff like that, right? Like, and so he was, you know, um, he was, he, I'm sorry, Gui- Guiding Light is where he was uh-huh. nominated for. Um, uh, actually, I think he won for Outstanding Young Actor. He did twice, which is weird. And then he was nominated three more times. But, he was Mick Dante on As the World Turns. Uh, it was Jonathan Randall on Guiding Light. He was also Josh Mundy on The Good Wife. I know. I don't know that. I don't remember. Because that. it's when you work in New York, it, it was you know it's it's uh, it's Law and Order. A lot of, oh no, Special he Victims Unit. Two episodes, Special Victims Unit. <laughs> but anyway, and um, Blue Bloods. He's got all. The, he's got the New York. Yeah, the the the, the 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 exacta. But yeah, no, I found myself actually starting off hating him, and by the end of it, actually really liking him. But ultimately, it just you know, and and I don't get me wrong, I'm a big Rosario Dawson fan. Yeah. It's it's starting it's starting to get hard to believe. It, it was this was the most shoehorned in. Like, let's yes. take her on an, an mission to China. Why would you take her on a mission to China? She's not at right. all beneficial to your mission. I really liked Colleen Wing a lot. Jessica Henwick. Yeah, she kicked from the comics. She's a love interest for Danny Rand, and she's a martial arts expert, and she was badass of her own right. She, I, I thought the actress was interesting. They didn't have a ton of chemistry, Danny Rand and Colleen Wing, although they're they, they're yep. supposed to. But I liked her a lot. Yeah. Like I said, if you cut it down. You might have been able to find a story. The most compelling story for me is probably when Davos shows up, his old buddy yeah. from Kunlun, who Danny beat out for the Iron Fist mantle. And when he comes back, it's fun they're together. And then you slowly see why they're going to break apart. Then they break apart. And then they're enemies. That was the most interesting arc. And it only lasted about two or three episodes of the 13. Right. And- and like honestly, like I was trying to think about how do you redeem this, and so like, and then so what? So spoiler warning. I, we didn't do a spoiler warning at the top. I'm sorry. We should have done that. Uh, who hasn't? Well, I mean, if you haven't watched it by now, uh, you know, <laughs> really, only the masochists are listening at this point. <laughs> but uh, the big twist that took us through the last batch of episodes was that you know, so Danny meets Colleen, and they they have a friendship through martial arts, and then of course they hook up or whatever, and then and then it finds out that we find out that Colleen is part of the hand. And that was yeah. the big twist. And then we get introduced to Bakudo, who is her sensei, who is another villain 
you know, like so while the old the old Chinese lady from Daredevil was the villain, very quickly she gets shoved aside and now this guy comes in and we got to deal with the betrayal of Colleen and all stuff like that. I thought that was handled very well and that yeah. was interesting, but I, I would have liked this a lot better to have been like two episodes about his return. Oh my God, who is he? He's got to prove who he is. He's back. Finding out the hand is involved, whatever, dealing with the hand, and then the last arc being Davos trying to get him to go back to Kunlun. Unfortunately, and you get nine episodes of corporate boardrooms. Yeah, exactly. And listen, that plant in Staten Island is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, but, but yeah, I just feel I feel like there were you. I could see where it could have gone and been better. But there's just a lot of angsty Danny Rand, and I and I don't like I didn't like Danny Rand. I just yeah, didn't like him. Danny Rand, especially lately, has been more of the happy-go-lucky, fun guy, and yeah. that's been really a nice counterpoint to people like Luke Cage or Daredevil. Yeah, and when they're all just sort of angsty, grope, mopey guys, I was like, gropey guys. That's weird. Mopey guys. <laughs> well, that's just boring. So you need a counterpoint, and he was a nice counterpoint. Here, he's basically the same sort of character arc, and. It was more fun when he was silly, when he was sort of yeah. running, when he was running the company into the ground. That was kind of enjoyable sequence because he was he's, he's like, well, I'm going to run yeah. it like a nice guy. And it just runs the company into the ground. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, we, we have a long we have a long um, history of enjoying management, middle management, yeah. Connor, yeah, if you yeah, remember yeah. correctly. And so like that that done well could be good. But it was done in such a surface melodramatic, you know, in that one conference room. Like either commit to fish out of water running a company, yeah, or don't. And don't do. Don't give me one or two episodes where he's in there and then he gets distracted chasing the heroin ring with the hand and ends up in China and misses the meeting. You know, it's like, oh, sorry, I wanted to be there. Like it was just, you know, like it, and and for me, the only thing that redeemed all that stuff was the misadventures of Ward Meacham. I actually, I mean, honestly, like, like in the first five episodes, I, that was going to be like, oh, I can't wait to eviscerate this guy. This guy's awful. By the end of it, I was like, I'm glad he's alive. I want to see him in the next one. I like him. <laughs> you have to give Iron Fist credit for having the most villains per capita in this. I mean, yes, he, yeah, he has probably six or seven at some point people he's he's facing off against, including the DEA, right? Which right. Is, uh, oh, that was the other thing. So, so like episode twelve finishes. And I was like, there's one more? <laughs> and then we, we get like this, we get a cliffhanger at the end of episode 12, and episode 13 felt completely bolted on. Yeah, I, I just think structurally this was a mess, and that's yeah. why it felt so weird and uneven. It didn't feel cohesive. I had nothing pushing me forward to the, to the next one, and then it would change on a dime to what the focus was. And yeah. I just felt bad for everybody involved because these have been so acclaimed, and then, and then this is just sort of like a big mess and from, from a creative standpoint. Right. Like we said earlier, I'm looking forward to Defenders. I'm looking forward to seeing how he interacts with these other characters because he is a little bit weirder. Yeah. And that will be a fun thing. And then maybe, maybe he's better off in that group setting. Although I, traditionally, yeah. I really like Danny Rand. I really like Iron Fist. He's one of my favorite, when I was a kid, C-level characters. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Is like I, I, I have nothing but positive thoughts about Iron Fist as a character from both the, you know, from the Brubaker fraction, David Aha run, which right. was great with, you know, kind of the precursor to Hawkeye, as well as, you know, more recently Power Man and Iron Fist in the comics. Like Iron Fist, Danny Rand has been done in a good way where you're right. He's very, very similar to Oliver Queen, but the modern evolution of the character in the comics has moved away from that. And he's a Kung Fu guy and it's great. This, it, w it was very similar to Oliver Queen, as you, which I, you know, which is a great observation, but then it didn't build, for whatever reason, it didn't build any of that character warmth I have for Danny Rand. It yeah. just, it was just kind of absent. And like, and the other thing is that like, I know we kind of groaned when we saw the flashback of Luke Cage and he's in the yellow shirt with the chain or yeah. whatever. No, I didn't groan. I thought it was awesome. 
No, I know. Yeah, but but I know you know. But like this had no comics fan service other than the tattoo on the chest. Yeah. And like, give me a pair of green pants. Give me a yellow mask for some Why reason. Why isn't he at least wearing like a green hoodie? Yeah. I was really disappointed that he didn't end up in any kind of costume at the end. I mean, yeah. Daredevil had two. Yeah. Luke Cage doesn't really wear one. Jessica Jones doesn't really wear one. This is the other guy, and that was always the fun thing too between him and Luke Cage was that one guy's wearing a full-on costume, the other guy's just wearing jeans. Right. And they never even hinted at it. He didn't put on a little head mask. And granted, Daredevil's first costume is basically Iron Fist costume, but black. Yep. But with the mask. But with the, he did do the mask. Right. But it's the same mask, same kind of thing. It's just, yeah. I was really super bummed that that didn't happen. And I, it's tough. Also, like, even though it wasn't an origin, it was because he wasn't really Iron Fist till the end. He, wasn't, he had no control over his Iron Fist. And so that's kind of lame. It's tough because I'm thinking about it now. And you're, the, you're talking about the. The cliffhanger at the end of 13 where Kunlun's been invaded because he wasn't there to defend it because that's the role of Iron Fist. That was actually, I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's too bad didn't get any more of that. Right, yeah. It's kind of sad. Uh, this is one when they first announced it I was the most curious about because I, you know, I've never seen an Iron Fist on TV before. Right, yeah. <laughs> Luke Cage is basically, he's strong, but at the end of the day, he's just a guy in Harlem solving crimes. That's a lot of TV shows, you know, same thing with yep. Jessica Jones. Daredevil, I've actually seen on TV. Sure, he was dressed in all in black and fighting next to Lou Ferrigno, but I've at least seen it. I've never seen Iron Fist, so I was actually really excited for it, and it was just a bummer that yeah. this is what happened. Yeah. The, the thing is, I do think that the critics shitting on before it came out, I think, heard it a lot. I think that, that and I didn't die, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dive too heavy into those, into yeah. the critic and the reviews and things like that, because I didn't want to totally, but it definitely, it definitely um, cast a shadow over my watching of it. I never, as evidenced by how long it took, I never got any momentum in watching it. I remember when Daredevil came out. I blitzed through. I blitzed through Jessica Jones. I blitzed through Daredevil season two. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess, I guess I'll watch another one. Right. Like I wasn't like, oh man, what's gonna happen next? I gotta watch it. And I right. Just never again. But I don't think it was terrible. I just think it was boring. I give it a very much like a like a C minus rating more than anything. Right. Yeah. Are we in? Are we into ratings? Ratings. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's. I wouldn't give it an F. Right. It's not unwatchable. Right. There are things that I liked about it. It wasn't the most enjoyable 13 hours I've ever spent in my life, but it uh, wasn't the worst. The worst either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It was. I mean, it was fine. I mean, like I, I was able to find things I enjoyed from it, you know, which were like like Ward Meacham, and and I did enjoy some of the stuff with the, with the with Harold Meacham and just the ridiculousness of it. Right. You know, but I just I thought that the the martial arts was lacking, and like obviously lacking, like clearly doing camera tricks to avoid. Yeah, it was weird considering how much yeah. they focus on that in Daredevil. You know, it was really yeah. well choreographed in Daredevil. This is the guy who is the kung fu master. Right. Why isn't that more of your focus? Exactly, and and the iron, they make such a big deal of the Iron Fist and all stuff that when they used it, there was really only one use of it that was awesome. And that door. was in the in the last episode with the with the building when he yeah. when when he did you know that that was the only great everything else was like he punched a door and you could see where the door was cut to explode right like it was a clean you know like it just right? but also like they made such a big deal this is the Iron Fist this is the guy who in all of Kunlun was was chosen to yeah. be you know the defender of the town. and he doesn't he got beat up a lot right he had a lot of trouble beating guys up and it was it can't all right. be about the Iron Fist power right he's got to also be like the best guy fighting in the streets. Right. And he, he didn't even seem, seem like that. And that was just kind of a bummer, too. I'm just bummed yeah. he didn't end up in a costume. I'm bummed he had a beard. I'm bummed he, he didn't seem like he was really that much of a badass fighter. Right. I liked Colleen Wing. I liked Carrie Ann Moss again. 
Yeah. I like Davos. I like that little arc, that mini arc. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but it didn't it didn't feel enough, you know. No. Like I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. Enough. I actually thought I thought Bakudo was good. I thought, you know, I thought that there was that was that was interesting enough the idea of a hand, you know, kind of recruiting locally and being like trying to, you know, do good and like that's the the moral kind of conundrum with that, you know, right. where, you know, um Madame Gao, the old Chinese heroine uh, hand versus a good hand. I thought that was interesting, but like it just felt. I mean, it just. I, the thing is, we never had a villain. We never had somebody that we were like a kingpin, and they need that. I think. If you just had taken fifty percent less time with the co- corporation, given all that time to the hand stuff, it might have been a more a yep. better show. Yeah. I just don't. Need, I don't. I don't need it. I don't need a scene where Joy runs up the ward and talks about their golden parachute and how they're getting yeah. fired from the company. The negotiations and everything. Yeah. yeah. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> oh God! All right. So ratings, ratings, ratings. You gave it a C minus. Well, how are we rating these stars or what? Um, stars. Let's do our, our usual numbers. Stars. Numbers. Numbers. Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, yeah. From what? Like we, we, it's not the first time we've done this. Con- <laughs> we, we we reinvented. Listen, if one is Electro <laughs> and ten is the Godfather, where does this lay? <laughs> we do one to five, right? Let's do our comp. Let's do one our ratings. One to five to two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, I would give it a two and a half as well. Sticking with it, I'm gonna watch the def- I'm gonna watch the Defenders. So yeah, yeah so and I'll be very curious to see if they give Iron Fist a second season. It'll be interesting. They haven't announced one. I don't think so. I mean, I, I mean, again, it goes back to the I finished an episode. I didn't feel the need to watch the next one immediately. Right. You know, I get, I and that, that, I'm with you. And that's why it took so long. Well, we apologize for the length it took. We're gonna be on top of the Defenders. Don't worry. I'm super psyched for the Defenders. Yeah. That that what knowing my luck, that's gonna come right when I'm like on on vacation or something. It's the middle of August, August 18th for the Defenders. Okay, I'll be back then. That's fine. That's perfect. Hey, hey, listen, I'll be all over the Defenders for for two words, my friend. <laughs> Mike Coulter. Should I describe to you what it was like to be on a plane with him? Uh, can I describe to you what it was like to talk to him about the Good Wife on the red carpet <laughs> at the true. Civil War premiere? Yeah, I, 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 you, I knew you can't. You, you were very. You have a more recent exchange with him, but I got the best one so far. <laughs> he would, Can I just tell you? He was so nice. So nice. Yeah, I told you. He helped some old lady put her bag in the overhead. That's so... He's just wonderful. He's the best. Mike Coulter, if you're listening, you're the best. <laughs> All right. Well, until the Defenders, August 18th, you can go to ifanboy.com. You can comment on Iron Fist. There'll be a post there. You can tell us what you thought of the show. And uh, you can look forward to that. Our next special edition podcast will be Wonder Woman. Ooh. And then we'll be back, you know, as every week we are with our Pick of the Week podcast. Where we talk about the week's comics. And until Defenders, I'm Connor. I'm Ron. No beard next time. The beard is bad. <laughs>